Hello, everybody, and welcome to our broadcast. My name is Jake McGrail, and alongside me are Corey Branson, Liz Wang, and Chooks Ibom of CITR Sports, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the unseated grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Always keep you up to date with the latest UBC Thunderbirds news, standings, and stories. And you might have noticed from the list of names I read in the intro, we're missing a few regular members for today's show, and it is definitely not a normal episode. We do have an interview, as the other day Liz sat down for a phone interview with two members of the UBC Figure Skating Club. We will play that near the end, but the rest of the show will be a bit of a wrap-up or a debrief of sorts. Yeah, uh, I think when we left the studio last week, we all assumed that on this date we would be covering the Men's Hockey National Championship Tournament. We'd be talking about some baseball, softball, golf, men's rugby, all of the regular things. Unfortunately, that will not happen as all of UBC athletics and most athletics in general, in youth sports as well as in North America and the world as a whole a lot of the time, uh, have been suspended due to the outbreak of COVID-19 or the coronavirus. Uh, I'm sure everyone out there knows about the coronavirus. We're not uh, doctors in here. We can't go into too much detail. Um, But as of yesterday, UBC has moved all classes online and many buildings on campus, including the one we're in right now, T-minus three hours till the nest closes. Uh, They will soon be closing too. This disruption, combined with all athletics being suspended, has led to us making the decision to suspend the show as well. So this is our final episode of the 2019-2020 school year. Definitely not expected. No. (laughs) It would be this early. uh, This uh, came out of nowhere for a lot of us. Uh, We're here to provide a proper update and closure to this season, if you would like to call it that, of the show without leaving it hanging like it would be if we had just left after last week's episode. Yeah, not everybody was able to make it to today's show, and we wanted to give the opportunity to those who wanted to to include a personal message for the broadcast. First, we have an audio message from Jacob, who is sitting in YVR right now. Hi, all. It's Jacob Ayer, the now ex-captain of CITR Sports. While you're hearing this, I'm actually at the airport trying to get back to my loved ones in San Diego, California. What I would like to say is that I am unfortunately leaving CITR a bit sooner than expected to be home amidst this coronavirus pandemic and will be graduating from UBC via the internet, most likely, in May. Thank you all so much for listening to my mediocre show introductions, Jokes About Jake, and Thunderbird analysis throughout the years. I have loved to see the collective grow to a 10-plus person team after originally just started out with me, Jake, Eric, and Liz in 2017. I'm really amazed by all the incredible UBC athletes I had a chance to meet during my undergraduate degree, and hell, Thunderbird Eye is an NCRA award-winning show. That's amazing. We can't be that bad. I mean, we've won an award. And while I'm done at UBC and CITR Sports for now, Jake is going to do an amazing job at the helm of this CITR sports ship. The next steps in life for me are to move back to San Diego permanently. I've always planned on that, so just leaving about a month earlier than expected. I'm going to spend a lot of time with my amazing family and my beautiful partner, Alyssa, and finding a job in the news industry. That's number one after graduation. You are all so amazing, both to the team and the listeners here at CITR. The radio station is more than just that. It's a home. Enjoy CITR. It's amazing. Please stay healthy and safe during these difficult times and go Thunderbirds. That was Jacob. And unfortunately, 
in his final show as a member of the Sports Collective, and he's not even in the booth for it, which is unfortunate. Uh, we do have some other messages, both from us here and from outside the studio right now. I'll pass it over to uh, Liz. Yeah, um, this is my third year volunteering the Sports Collective in CITR, and I just want to say I'm very grateful and thankful to the opportunity I have and to all for uh, audience out there. And your support is actually, actually very, very vol- valuable to us. And um, as a sports fan, I understand it's really hard uh, to not be able to follow up to your favorite game at this moment with all the COVID-19 situation going on. But uh, we want you to know that we will always be here and we care about your well-being and safety. So I want you to give a shout out to all of our listeners out there. Please wash your hand more often and stay home as often as much as you can. And we will be back next year. So please tune in. <laughs> For no. those of you who, uh, well, you don't have a visual look into the booth, but Liz did just put on hand sanitizer after reading that out. She practices what she preaches. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Um, reflecting back on my experience, uh, I've been part of the Sports Collective at CITR now for just over a year. I joined last January. Uh, I've really appreciated this experience a lot. I think last January, I was not in a very great place uh, mentally and emotionally, uh, and I really enjoyed sort of the camaraderie and the community that I was able to become a part of. Uh, I would thank Liz and Jake and Eric and particularly Jacob a lot for that uh, and welcoming me as one of their own quite quickly. Uh, and it's been such an awesome experience since I've been here. Um, I don't know if this is my last show. I don't know if I'm going to be back at UBC next year. Uh, it's something that uh, has not been Shown to me yet. The cards are still uh, down on the table. Can't see them yet. Um, But if this is my last show, I've had a wonderful time. uh, And I trust that those people who are sticking around are going to do a great job next year. And if I'm back next year, I can't wait to continue to run interviews and talk trash with Jake about Lincoln Rosebush (laughs) and uh, all of those fun things that come with being a part of this collective. Yeah, hopefully you are back next year, Corey. And uh, moving on now to a message from someone who's not able to be in the studio at the moment. Uh, this is from Nico. He says, to all of our listeners at CITR Sports, the most important thing I want to convey right now is how thankful I am to be to have been able to cover a variety of UBC sports with a focus on hockey it was so much fun, and I cannot wait to cover more in the future. I'm even more thankful for all of the friendships I've made along the way with all the other hosts of the show. It is fantastic to see more and more members joining the sports collective, and hopefully hopefully this trend continues. To all of our listeners, I hope that listening to me go on about superstition was tolerable in exchange for my sports updates. Special shout out to all the athletes I interviewed this year. Each one of those was a first for me and also to Jacob for leading the squad. I'm excited to see what the future holds. Next up, uh, the Wang Twins, Wang Gang. Not in the booth with us today, but they did have a message as well. Uh, They said, speaking with CITR Sports this past year has truly been an amazing experience for the both of us, and we couldn't have asked for a better group of people to work with. Thanks, everyone, for making our first year so enjoyable, and we look forward to talking to you all next year. Yeah, thankfully, Alan and Byron were able to get their great interview with Marcus Thormine and really overhold done before we had to suspend the show. Um, This is Chooks, by the way. Um... My brief message, it's it's been a pleasure working and speaking on sports on the CITR. Really thankful for this opportunity. Hopefully we'll run it back again next school year. And please stay safe, everyone. And don't forget to and don't forget about that social distance. And safe trip to Jacob and hopefully he gets everything he he deserves. 
And uh, finally, out of the out of studio messages from Ben Nelson, who was only was only able to be a uh, live in the studio on a couple shows, but he's done a lot of script writing for us. A lot of the sections that we've covered throughout this school year were helped in a major way put together by him. He says, writing and doing interviews for CITR Sports has been so incredibly rewarding. Thank you to Jacob and everyone else on the show for letting a high school student tag along. We'll see if Ben ends up choosing UBC as his post-secondary institution of choice. What if he goes to Carleton? <laughs> I know he was, he was talking about maybe going to SFU oh. earlier in the year when he and Jacob and I were talking about it. You don't want to do that, Ben. <laughs> you want to stay here. Let the university students tell you what's right. <laughs> and for myself... Uh, CITR Sports Thunderbird Eye has been such a huge part of my university experience. It's my third year as a student here at UBC. It's my third year with the Sports Collective started basically as soon as I got to campus. As others have said, big thank you to Jacob for leading the collective from that point when I got here all the way up into now. Thunderbird Eye and the Sports Collective would not be where it is right now without him and all of his work. And being able to be here even under these difficult circumstances with you guys is quite a blessing. Liz, as mentioned by Jacob, you were one of the original four members <laughs> over two years ago now. Yeah. Going back a long way. It's pretty crazy to think yeah. about that. Uh, Corey, as you just mentioned, you've been here for a little over a year. It feels like it's been longer than that. You've been such an integral part of this team since you got here. It was really one of the first... Uh, expansions of our little collective that has now more than doubled in size over the last few months. That includes you, Chooks. <laughs> See you making faces at me over off to the side. Uh, you only stepped in uh, a couple of months ago, maybe even less than that. But as you mentioned, we are going to be running it back next year. I hope you can come along and continue to provide your own voice and perspective to this team. Jake, uh, I would just like to jump in here and say I just got an email from UBC grad school saying that I got accepted into the Masters of Journalism oh for next God. year. Congratulations! <laughs> this, this might be the greatest moment in Thunderbird Eye history. Corey is going to be back. I'm Yay! back, baby! <laughs> he is going... And Chooks, you're in the Masters of Journalism program, correct? Yes, yes he is. We so... just touched elbows in the studio. Like, stay safe, but... <laughs> stay <laughs> safe, but <laughs> enjoy these... Great moments. Oh, my gosh. So, Corey will be a student at the UBC Master's School of Journalism. I don't know if that's the official title, but... No, they were listening to the show. They heard you talking about, I don't know if I'm going to be back. And they're like, we can't have <laughs> All that. All right, I guess Bring we'll them back. to them. <laughs> wow, that's that's great. <laughs> now, um, I was, I was going to say this next section will provide a bit more lighthearted moments, but we got one right there. We're going to continue now uh, all the way back on September 5th. Myself, Corey, Jacob, and Nico made some season's predictions about some UBC sports. Unfortunately, we actually forgot to do a second edition to include basketball and volleyball, among some others. But we did predict soccer, hockey, football, and golf. And uh, Jacob was very insistent in pointing out how he got the most uh, correct. (laughs) He got uh, men's soccer, men's hockey, women's golf, and men's golf correct in terms of their relative performance to the previous season. I would like to point out he also had two pretty wrong predictions. He said that (laughs) women's hockey would be noticeably worse than last season. He also said football would be 4-4. and Those were a little bit off. (laughs) 
Uh, Nico, he abstained from making golf predictions. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was just like, I'm going to defer to Corey completely on this one. A big mistake. <laughs> so he only made five, but he didn't get any incredibly wrong. Uh, he got women's soccer very correct. He was the only one who talked about them as potential national contenders, ended up winning the national championship. He also got the two hockey teams correct. And now, Corey, you want to talk about uh, your own predictions? Yeah, uh, I was accurate when it came to men's soccer and women's hockey, saying that they will stay about the same. Uh, women's golf, I redeemed myself with that one because uh, I said they would be just as dominant as they were last season, and they have been. Um, I say redeeming myself because my men's golf prediction was so bad. Uh, I said <laughs> they would be better than last year. Uh, there has been some significant regression as they are w- working some younger players into their I guess starting lineup, you can call it. Uh, and then otherwise, uh, talk about women's soccer, men's hockey, and football. Football, I was one game off with my prediction, I would yeah, say. Pretty close. I said three and five. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. I was the best predictor last semester, so I can uh, take, a, <laughs> take a step back and let Jacob win this one, I guess. Yeah, unfortunately, I uh, had the least predictions of fully correct. <laughs> it was both the soccer teams I was right about, their relative finishes, the two hockey teams and the women's, or not rather the women's hockey team and the two golf teams is a bit iffy. And um, I unfortunately predicted that men's hockey was going to be much worse than last year. I mean, in a sense, they had a worse regular season record, but they also made it to the Canada West final, the national championship tournament. So that's a bit of egg on my face. I also said that football would sneak into the playoffs. That was not close to happening. <laughs> that was not great. And uh, unfortunately... The ending of the show now means that Jake's guarantee of the week cannot continue. It ends with a final record of three and four. I was going to be over 500 if I was able to continue. The The, the process was there. The results <clears> just <throat> weren't catching up all the way till then. But, you know, you live and you learn. <laughs> we'll see what happens next year. Sure, is what I say. <laughs> now we're going to take a quick break for ads and PSAs and then When we come back, Liz will introduce the interview that she did with a couple UBC figure skating members. Figure skating. Want to know what's up at UBC? Read the UBC. It's only the largest student newspaper in Western Canada, and it's written and edited entirely by UBC students. The UBC is your source for on-campus news, culture, and sports. New editions come out every Monday and Thursday. For breaking news as well as amazing videos and blogs, check out ubc.ca. Do you like laughing, hilarity, radical thought-provoking creativity? and laughing UBC Improv is UBC's home for improvisational comedy theater made up on the spot like us on Facebook to learn when our next shows are search for us on YouTube for our film sketches and follow us on Twitter because we want the followers UBC Improv insert cheesy slogan here let's get it on (laughs) 
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. This is CITR 101.9 Thunderbird's Eye. My name is Liz Wang, and next up, we are going to play a phone interview done by me a few days ago. So, for today's show, we are very fortunate to welcome two members from the UBC Figure Skating Club, Fuji and Diana. Let's tune into this interview. And today we are fortunate enough to invite two members from the UBC Figure Skating Club to join us for an interview. So, um, hello and welcome to our show. Um, can you first introduce yourself to our audience? Hi, I'm Fuji. I'm the president of the UBC Figure Skating Club at the moment. Hi, I'm Diana. I'll be treasurer for the upcoming year for our club. Thank you, Fuji and Diana. And so the first question is, how did you start figure, figure skating, and why did you start playing this sport? Um, I started when I was a lot younger. Um, I think my parents just put me into the sport. Um, I trained with North Shore Winter Club at the beginning with my coach was Karen Magnuson, and then I moved to the Vancouver Skating Club where I trained for most of my teenage years. And once I moved to UBC, I decided to join, make sure that the club gets started. So there's a community for everyone. Yeah. Diana? Um, I started skating when I was 12. Um, this is when I first came to Canada. Um, I've always wanted to start skate, figure skating, but in Korea, there's not a lot of rinks that are available for people. And I watched... Ina Kim in 2010, and I got inspired, although I'm very old to be considered as the Ina Kim kids, but that's how I started. I came, um, started skating in Langley, and then I changed to Coquitlam Skating Club, and now I uh, train in Delta, Sun God Skating Club, and then I got to UBC, and then I visited a couple times and they were all really nice so since I'm on campus most of the time I decided to start training on campus with them and it's been really nice so far. Yeah and you just mentioned Yuna Kim and we all know that like uh, she has a very big impact on Korean society in terms of like um, bringing popularity to figure skating so can you tell us a little bit more about how um, she or like this uh, Korean culture uh, impact you um like your passion to figure skating um it has definitely impacted a lot of people um before Yuna Kim nobody really cared about figure skating I myself didn't even know what it was um obviously right now you can see a lot of uh figure skaters um they're called Yuna kids um I think a lot of people are aware aware of it right now, and if you go to events, there used to be like there used to be no people. Um, now a lot of people come and watch, um, and also there I think there are more uh, events happening in Korea Korea now, which was recently for continent for continents was in Korea, and I think it's good to see how everyone is aware of it. Hopefully it gets more popular, like um, the states and Canada here, but yeah, she has definitely impacted. Yeah, thank you. And um, um, you guys both have a lot of experience about figure skating before you come to this university. So um, to you guys, do you think um, choosing UBC has something to do with figure skating club or not? Well, when I first was choosing to see which university I should go to, um, this was a big deal for me because 
Um, I wouldn't be able to skate as much at my own club since it's further away. It's in North Vancouver. So when I did come here, I one thing that I looked forward was that there is an ice rink. Even though there was not a lot of figure skating sessions, or I think any at the moment, like back then, but um, I, I just saw potential that there could possibly be a figure skating club. So I give it a go, and I think that was one of the reasons that I did choose this club, this university, um, other than like, like over like SFU or other universities that don't have a rink. Um, I would say. Definitely in within Canada, um, the varsity teams, I think they're mostly in Ontario, so eastern side of Canada. So if uh, people are willing, wanting to skate for their universities, I think people usually choose the eastern side. Um, and they have synchro competitions, which is very popular. And I think it's fortunate for us to have a skating rink here on campus because I think we're the only school that has um, skating rink and I didn't really think about it at first getting into UBC um, but then now that I'm third year and I'm here on campus more often I'm so glad that we have this resource especially the big Doug Mitchell Thunderbird Arena is super big and hopefully we get more chances to skate there it sucks because we were supposed to have I show this on March 27th, but because due to coronavirus and everything, it got canceled. But hopefully next year, hopefully we'll yeah. have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. And since you guys are so like heavily involved with this club, and as you, Diana, you just mentioned that um, your club was supposed to hold the ice show next week. So can you tell us more about the club, like um, when it started, and uh, usually what kind of show or like activity do you guys organize um i recently got involved with the club so i think fuji more knows more about it but definitely usually what we do is um we do group lessons two times a week couple times, yeah, a couple times a week. week um basically it's not us coaching the ski uh the students or skaters members it's more like we give feedbacks so that they can improve their skills and i think she can explain more about the events I'll just take it back to how it was um, back in 2014, 2015 year. That was my first year into the university. Um, there was a group of us, so we got together and we were like, there needs to be a figure skating club. So we gathered a bunch of people together, people that didn't even know that this does not even exist. They were shocked by it as well. So I think it just kind of started near the end of that year where it became a little more official once we got more people together. And then it just kind of took off from there. We started with a couple of smaller shows. Um, the ring was generous enough to give us some ice time so we didn't because we didn't have a lot of funding back then. So from that first show, I think it kind of took off. More people learned about it. We got a little bit of audience out. Um, after that, it just became a little more official, um, I guess, 2016. Um, we started have, getting more members. And one thing we've been trying to keep consistent is having one show a year. So back in 2017 and 2018, we did Lace Up for Kids. They always asked us to do an opening show for them. But unfortunately, that didn't happen this year as Lace Up came to an end. But we did still go ahead with our end of the year show, which is something we usually do in like end of March or beginning of April, just to have something for everyone to participate in and bring more audience out. And yeah, that's just the bigger scale of where the club is at right now, having those ice shows. Apart from that, as Diana mentioned, it's more 
group sessions on the ice. They're not coaching. There's no lessons, but it's more like a feedback group for everyone to come together. Other than that, we do fundraisers and dinners. It's more of like a social place to be in for bringing the whole skating community at UBC together. But yeah, it's not as competitive as it is on the eastern side of Canada. So yeah. Yeah, and uh, what do you think about the current student involvement about figure skating on campus, both in terms of like in uh, on campus in general, and also like uh, speaking of the recruitment of your club. Um, in terms of recruitment, so we usually participate in Imagine Day and Clubs Day. So that is something that we always have done just to get more people seeing that this exists, just being out there and having people walk by and seeing it. Because to this day, a lot of people don't even know that there is a figure skating club on campus. So just having something to make sure that people see it or have some kind of advertisement, like whether it's social media or like club stay or other events, I think is really important for that recruitment. Um, other than that, um, I think the biggest thing I would say is people reach out to us through the social media, even people that haven't gone to the university, are deciding which university to choose, just because I'm sure people don't want to always go to Eastern Ontario and be part of like a bigger skating club, but wanting to stay on this side of Canada, um, they always message us and say like, oh, how competitive is your club? Or like, what's it like? So they always message us either through Instagram or Facebook asking about the club beforehand. Do you want to add anything? Um, uh, I think she's gone <laughs> all of the points. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because um, you guys both mentioned about the UBC Doc Metro Thunderbird Arena a lot, and we know that like we are actually very famous about its uh, highest arena quality, and we also host the 2019-2018 Grand Prix um, final in, um, in that very specific ice arena. So what do you think like this has impact on you? Um, <laughs> it has definitely impacted me because... Um, I, to be honest, I wasn't really involved with the skating club first and second year, especially because I was training in at Sun God Skating Club. But um, it's like a pride I think I have when it comes to, and um, it's just I didn't really think about it till this year. And we even have on top of that, we also have two extra arenas, right? Three. Three. Yeah. So we have. No, we have three overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have the big, big Dong Mitchell Arena, and then we have two, the the smaller ones, but they're still good quality. But I think it's just um, just seeing all these uh, famous um, artists that come and hold concerts at the arena, and especially the Worlds, and also the Nationals next season is going to be at that arena, which is awesome and hopefully if I can make it that'll be even cool but um it's definitely I think it's like a pride thing for me yeah I would say the same thing like knowing that we train there at least two three four times a week just having that like be held there with from Skate Canada I think it's such a big thing um for me watching the grand prix was i don't know made it like a little more real because i've never been to a bigger competition and having it be at my school was such a cool idea because i don't know i would run to class and then i would like have half an hour i would just like rush to the rink and just watch that next event 
um, yeah, so that was a really good experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that was very exciting to us all. Yeah, I'm really excited that um, Nationals is going to host it here in UBC. And you guys both mentioned that there is a very competitive component in your club. And can you guys elaborate on that? Um, I would say our most of our skaters are ex-competitive figure skaters that just they just love to skate so they continue that as like a physical activity and be involved in the community but I think there's a couple of us who are still competing um, competitively including myself um, I would say we come on camp most of the students are competitive um, they're students at EBC that they don't sometimes they don't have the time to go all the way to wherever their training sites are that we use the ice to train um, but we don't have any like varsity teams per se to really say we're competitive competitive but there are definitely individuals who are competing competitively mm -hmm. Yeah, and then now that we all know because of the COVID-19 situation, the school has to shut down and then a lot of activity, club, varsity games, events has to come to its end. So um, uh, holding the future hope to next year, what are some of you guys' vision to next season? Well, for next year, well, first of all, this year we are very extremely disappointed that we had to cancel the show. We had bunch of people dedicated to um, practices and group numbers because we started that earlier in the month so it's been two weeks um, just yeah it's just very disappointing it's canceled but we are hoping now for next year we'll have like a better show or hopefully even have two um, because usually like I said we do one end of eight, oh, end of March usually so maybe next year we will have the funding to maybe do it two, two times during the year so um, we also recently had our AGM, mm -hmm. and we hoped for. I'm I'm also very disappointed in the ice show, but hopefully, we next year we can get make uh, build up our community more. As in, um, I f we also thought about it, and some of the people who really love figure skating, but I feel like what's stopping them from joining joining our, our club is that the figure skating component they feel the pressure to oh I should be you know trying to learn figure skating but there are a lot of people who are a fan of figure skating they just like watching so we plan to make uh, more social events that we were also planning on doing our viewings for worlds but unfortunately that also got cancelled yeah. due to coronavirus but um, we hope to hold more of those events so we can also gather people who love just the sport in general that we can build up our community and hopefully do two more shows maybe more yeah that's our plan for next season yeah that sounds very exciting to me and really i really hope you guys can success in all of that and besides that um that's all my all the question i have is there anything you guys want to add Nothing. I, <laughs> nothing that comes to mind at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely, um, we do want to, I think one thing, because since I am a treasurer for the next um, upcoming school year, I hope that we can make our community bigger so that we can um, have more people noticing that there is a figure skating club. And also, uh, we, I hope we can collaborate with other clubs and bring that parts of community 
hopefully hockey. Yeah. <laughs> because we were also trying to do something with hockey, right? Yeah, like to do um, winter classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully. But yeah, just like Diana said, I think that's my biggest goal for next year because it is my last year and I want to kind of leave with the site that okay, it, it, the club made it somewhere to this point where more people know about it. So I'm actually going for the club ambassador position for next year for the sole purpose of just making sure that more people around campus know about it and bringing out those people that still don't know but they are still somehow have some kind of background with figure skating just because they think oh it's I won't fit in I won't have the time I want to try to get them out yeah thank you so much and thank you again for coming in and hope you guys can all success in your (laughs) vision and then stay safe in this situation right now (laughs) thanks so much for having us thank you thanks so what you just listened to is the interview we have with two members from the UBC Figure Skating Club, Diana and Fuji. And thank you again, Diana and Fuji, for coming to us to do this phone interview with us in this very strange time of the year. Yeah, so what does the future hold for Thunderbird Eye? One thing is for sure, it's not gone forever. We will be back whenever it is that UBC returns to normal operations, whether that be July, August, September, Hopefully not later than September, <laughs> but we'll see. We don't know. Uh, once we're back, we'll continue our weekly recaps of UBC Sports, interview athletes, and even coaches. We did have a plan to do an interview with a couple of coaches. That unfortunately, we had to put on hold along with everything else. So we'll see if we can get that going once we come back. And as always, look to expand the variety of the content that we offer. We don't know when that'll be. We can't provide any sort of real time frame besides the fact that it will be at least one month, which I think everyone expected anyway. We will be providing updates on our social media, so stay tuned there to find out what's going on from our perspective, and we will let you know in advance when we will be returning. Is there anything else that any of you would like to add before we wrap things up? No. <laughs> Corey's just just uh, not focusing on the show anymore. He's got other things to worry about. <laughs> Big man on campus now. <laughs> you th- just because you're a master's student, you think you're better than the rest of us? Well, not Chooks, because he's also a master's student. But... Chooks, do you think you're better than the rest of us? Nah, not really. <laughs> Sometimes. Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if Corey gets that kind of attitude uh, next year. <laughs> And with that, thank you for tuning in to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. As always, besides listening to the show, the best way to keep up to date with UBC Thunderbird's news, standings, and stories when there are news, standings, and stories is to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at CITR Sports. You can also listen to the show on iTunes. Take a dive into our archives while we're on hiatus. Next up on CITR is Flower Power Hour at 2. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jake, Corey, Liz, and Chooks with contributions from Jacob Ayer, Nico Roselli, Ben Nelson, and Alan and Byron Wang. Thank you for tuning in. Stay safe, and we'll see you again soon.